Hey, it's Lori. Last episode, I took you to Sanilac Petroglyphs Historic State Park here in Michigan. Well, today, we're still in Michigan's thumb, but we're going to the very tip. I am taking you to Port Crescent State Park. Port Crescent State Park is one that I think everyone who visits Michigan Port Crescent State Park is a park that I think everyone who visits Michigan needs to go see. There are dunes, a dark sky preserve, and also birds of prey observation deck. So it really has something for everyone. Beautiful beaches, sunrises, sunsets, and some wonderful trails. And exploring the dunes and the landscape around it. So why haven't you been yet? All right, so come along with me and let's go. So come along with me and you can come on my, so come along and go with me to Port Crescent State Park. I'm in the day use area, I'm gonna check this out. So I can tell you all about hiking Port Crescent and some history behind Port Crescent. Actually, it's a basically was a ghost town. So really cool. I'm going to throw in some of the history of the park. So I'm going to throw uh, some links in the show notes for some resources to find out more about Port Crescent's history. But basically, it was a lumber town. So it's a ghost town now and so it was a lumber town and in the mid 1860s to the you know toward the latter 1880s it had um, over 500 people and then of course you know along that time being a lumber town it had sawmills um, you know a general store a blacksmith grist mill railroad depot I thought this was interesting it also had a roller rink that must have been cool you know some breweries, um, a telegraph office, and of course, a church. But the fires that we talked about in the last episode, when I uh, told you about those when I visited the petroglyphs, the Port Huron Fire of 1871 and the Thumb Fire of 1881, it really, you know, just wiped out the timber industry there. So by the 1930s, there was no, you know, the town was really withering away. And And then in 1959, it became a state park. So one of the things which I think is cool, and I've read about this in, you know, places like the Great Smoky Mountains, where there were a lot of homesteaders who were removed and, you know, had to leave when when um, when it became a national park, is that you can look at, you know, the flora and fauna, and if you see you know, bushes or trees that aren't really local to the area, those are usually where the dwellings are and the homeowners. Now, I guess you can see some maybe old foundations and such. I did not find that anywhere. Maybe a lot is covered by sand now with the shifting dunes. Um, There was, you know, some photos online before and after, and really it's just, yeah, all sand now. So one thing to also notice is that There is uh, some remnants in the state park, I believe, that you can, um, that you can see that, you know, kind of 
all that's left. So a couple of the key structures that are around the Port Crescent Road Bridge, um, which a long time ago led into the village of Port Crescent, is there. So I can uh, take a picture of that and make sure I share it for you guys. And the lower um, part of an old sawmill chimney, and that's part of the entrance to the Port Crescent State Park. So again, I'll put some references out there. I know I am a, a real, have a real interest in, you know, ghost towns and history of Michigan. For those of you who are listening, if you know more and would like to maybe add a comment or two, I would love to hear from you. So, but let's get back to the hike. First, I take you along with me to the a walk on the Port Crescent Boardwalk and we go and explore some of the dunes and then hit up uh, some of the trail that, and then we hit up the dune uh, nature trail. So there is a a network of trails and it's, uh, I would say not, there are trail signs, but it can be a little confusing. And I'll mention some of that, but I will put some links uh, to the uh, trail maps so you can kind of get an idea of where you could hike during that day use area. And at the end, I'll, you know, summarize and give you uh, the stats for, for that hike as well. So let's get to it. The Dunes Nature Trail. So looks like this is a paved trail. Checking out the birds above. This is also a dark sky preserve on the other end. We're going to just take a note of that, but... I'm in the day use area. You can see some old, uh, what used to be a swing set. There's a pavilion up here. And heading towards the dunes of Port Crescent. Okay. All right, there's some boardwalk here. All right, and it's asking to uh, help stop erosion, stay off the hillside, stay on the boardwalk. That's what we're gonna do here. I'm gonna go and let's go up and see the Lake Huron here, the bay. Sand covered boardwalk at this point. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you can hear, probably can hear the waves. A lot of sand flies and stuff, <laughs> but Whew. If only that plane wasn't overhead. <laughs> You are hiking in sand, so just a note that you are going to get a workout as you sink into it. So this is really just a nice kind of hike to different viewpoints along the dunes, right in the day use area. You can see how the sh sand has shifted 
all along here, creating what used to be maybe different entry points and are now covered uh, as the sand shifts. Don't underestimate hiking in the sand, you guys. I think beach walks are easy, they are not. Now on the uh, June, I think it's the nature walk, which again has like some gravel, pretty level going away from the water. Let's check this out. All right, so it looks like it's a pretty decent trail system here. Take a look at the trail map. Also, uh, talking about some tracks, it looks like. So this is the Port Crescent State Park, and I am at number eight. So can head straight up to go. So it's a little windy out here today. There are some wood posts with some signage. Um, and these trails are quite sandy. But we're going to do this hike just off the beach area and off the Saginaw Bay. And check out where it goes. Going through some pine. So the trail itself carpeted pine needles. And you see to the right of me are the dunes. And I'm going through kind of a pine and hardwood mixed forest here. We're just going to do a little loop of this, just trying to kind of get a get an idea of this trail system at Port Crescent. One thing, there's a lot of posts, but not a lot of well-marked areas. So, it's kind of like following the, uh, the sand. As you see another post up here ahead. Some posts are missing. You don't know what they uh, what they were marking, but I do see another post. Hmm, just is white at the top, ain't it? But we're gonna keep going. I see another one up ahead. Okay, now I see. We are at number 16 and I want to go back to 17, do the Jack Pines area and the nature trail and kind of go back to the parking. But this is one of those where you can make it a, a day of being at the beach. Awesome sunrises and sunsets both at Port Crescent. And try to stay on the path, protect this really fragile ecology here with the dune vegetation. Okay, now hit up what I think 
will be the nature trail. So let's see what we can read. There's a, some signage here. They're very, very uh, worn. You can barely read these. We're gonna keep going. So there's some benches along the way to sit on this accessible trail. Like I said, the actual signage is pretty faded, but I am in the Jack Pine section. And some more about the Jack Pine. Among all Michigan tree species, the Jack Pine is uniquely adapted to exist and reproduce on the hottest and driest, driest sites in Michigan. It thrives on dune sand, perfect, right? And on the sandy glacial plains where it often occurs in dense stands. Southern populations occur mostly in coastal dunes as relics of the Ice Age. Interesting. Winding through this stand of Jack Pine. Some low-lying kind of swampy area here. Let's see what this one. Oh, it's non-existent. So not quite sure what that marker had. Um, like I said, the trail markers are very faded and looks like some aren't even around. Um, to talk about the ecology of this trail so maybe there is something online i will look for it and if so we'll put it in the show notes to tell you more about the trails here at port crescent i'm heading back towards the parking lot and my car and when you look at all the sand around you may think that you are on the west side of Michigan, but you are not. Okay. Again, um, so a sign here, very faded, but it's talking about the cottonwood. So also the cottonwood tree is well adapted to growing in sandy soils and is one of the first trees to stake a claim in disturbed areas. Cottonwoods are members of the poplar family, which includes aspen and ball, balsam trees. You see some cottonwoods around here, intermixed with the jack pine. And I can see the parking lot closing in. Just gonna dip in real quick and see if I can read this one sign. Looks pretty faded as well on this nature trail, but it, let's see. Okay, not as natural as it looks, sand mining. Fine white sand from Port Crescent was mined and shipped out for glass making from 1881 through 1936. The fine white sand was prized both for glass making and as furnace sand. Some of the sand was shipped to the furnaces of the Upper Peninsula. In the 20th century, sand was shipped to the glasswork of Detroit, where Port Crescent sand became windows for Model T Fords at the River Rouge plant. The sand mining continued to 1936 when the Pinnabog River overflowed and cut a new channel through the sand pit. Ending the sand mining at Port Crescent, the state acquired the property in 1956. So it's interesting, okay, right in front of me are some invasives, the Austrian pine. Um, it was one of the early 
tree introductions into the United States, first reported in cultivation in 1759. Black pine was one of the first conifers tested for adaptability in the Nebraska sandhills. It was also planted by homesteaders on the Great Plains in the early 1900s to provide beauty and protection from wind and snow on the treeless prairies. Its ability to thrive in sandy, dry, sandy environments made this non-native species logical choice, a logical choice in earlier efforts to replant and stabilize sand dunes. Interesting. All right, so I'm now going to head out. And back to the core. Okay, so I went out to look for a trail map for Port Crescent and you do find trails that they show and they'll have trail system, uh, the hiking and ski trails that are um, off of the camping area and then the trail system that's off of the day use area. But what it doesn't show you are like the trail markers or anything about you know, the length of the trails. So that was a little unfortunate and frustrating, you know, to be, to not be able to, to get. I did find some things in all trails and I can tell you my trail stats for the nature and boardwalk area that I just told you about. I did 1.2 miles. My elevation gain was 23 feet and, and I can share a picture of that as well on my social media. That was the nature area. So I also uh, looked at the dark sky area and the birds of prey uh, observation area, which uh, is a really cool spot. So I'll give you some uh, info on that and then we'll come back and wrap up today's episode. And I want to check out the dark sky preserve and the uh, bird of prey observation platform. So Dunes Nature Trail, very faded sign, but does show a bit of a map there. Took a photo, kind of put some of this together on my blog. Okay, so right um, outside of the hiking areas, you just go to the other side here to the Dark Sky Preserve, which is actually open all night. So, stargazers present, please use slow beams upon entering the lot. We're going to check it out. It's also part of the Saginaw Bay Birding Trail. So there's a QR code maybe to find out more about that. It's an observation platform, but it also looks like you can kind of go out and see a little bit. Oh, and there's one hawk soaring. So let's see a little bit about identifying birds of prey. Migration offers a great opportunity to become familiar with raptors. During certain periods of spring and fall, raptors seem to come in waves, especially at points of land where coastlines converge. 
When birds heading north along the coast encounter this point of shore, they usually detour left or right or wait for a thermal to lift. Port Crescent being positioned at the tip of the thumb is in this position each spring. Wow. So in spring, as birds migrate north, most birds of prey follow the shoreline towards Bay City. Only the larger eagles, osprey, and occasional falcon, or rough-legged hawk will venture straight across. So it's interesting, it talks about the different large birds, the osprey, the turkey vulture, a bald eagle, a golden eagle, and helping to tell the difference. Harriers, buteos, um, which are the wind masters. So you have like the red-tailed hawk, red-shouldered hawk, broad-winged hawk, then falcons, and sepiters. So, so not only is this a place for birds of prey, but it's a dark sky observatory as well, one of the dark sky preserves where because of the low level of light pollution, you can really see all of the constellations and different stars and planets in the sky. Definitely somewhere to check out. Now I am on to the second part of my Port Crescent State Park hike, which is one that I did back in late winter on March 1st. I went and did a snowy hike of the dunes. I'm also now interested in seeing it in the nicer weather. Thanks for joining me and exploring the boardwalk and the dune nature trail at Port Crescent State Park. Next week, I'll continue my adventures at Port Crescent and even share some winter hiking with you. If you're enjoying my adventures in Michigan and want to help support me, you can do that in a few different ways. One, just get the word out, share it with your family, your friends, and help grow the audience that way. You can also leave me a five-star rating and a review because those also get me noticed. And then finally, if you're able to uh, donate to Hike Podcast, that really helps offset the cost of hosting this podcast since I do not have sponsors. You can go to my Patreon page to learn more, or you can go to my blog and do a one-time donation. Until next time, I'll see you on the Michigan Trails.